Post Reports is brought to you by Purina. You care about where your food comes from, whether it's for you or your pets. That's why Purina makes every ingredient count and is committed to responsible sourcing of ingredients. Learn more at Purina.com cares. From the newsroom of The Washington Post. Hi, this is Tracy Jam calling from The Post. I'm President Trump, how are you? Hi, it's Robin Gibbon at The Washington Post. This is Post Reports. I'm Martine Powers. It's Friday, July 31st. Today, a conversation about a capital letter that brings you behind the scenes of a big decision at The Washington Post. So who are you and what do you do? Uh, My name is Jesse Lewis. I'm the multi-platform editing chief at The Washington Post, which means I run the copy desk. It's not often that we have people on post reports from the copy desk. But we wanted to talk to Jesse because he's been immersed in this debate that we're having around the country. A debate about race, how we talk about race, how we think about race, and how we write about it. That's where Jesse comes in. He and the copy editing staff are in charge of making official decisions about the Washington Post's style. Yeah, that's right. Every newspaper has its own style. And there are things that we do that other news organizations don't do. It's one way to keep the language throughout the publication consistent. Up until now, the Washington Post style was to write the words black and white when used as racial identifiers with a lowercase b and a lowercase w. But starting in June, as protests about racial injustice were intensifying around the country, there started to be questions about whether we should change our style, particularly when it comes to the word black. The National Association of Black Journalists put out a memo saying that they capitalize B in black along with W in white and B in brown. It's a conversation that's been happening in newsrooms around the country. But it's usually a conversation that happens behind closed doors. During my lifetime, this decision has come up a lot of times. Like I was born in the 50s. And at that time, Negro was the preferred term. Then when you got into the 60s, Black became the preferred term. Then you get into late 60s, early 70s, African-American was used as the term of discussion. There are things that happen in society that bring these issues to the forefront. And this summer has been a very tumultuous time in American history. And the recognition that there were things that were specifically affecting the black community, you know, with the deaths of uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, that has brought civil rights and civil rights issue to the forefront. And do you mind if I ask, just in the, in the spirit of transparency, um, how, how do you identify? I would identify as a Black American with a capitalized B. And I say that because my history is American history. My family was in slavery when I... Um, Think about heritage. There is no connection to Africa that I can say as, you know, in other cultures, people can say, yes, my Italian ancestors or my British ancestors were able to do this. My ancestry ends in America. I've looked through my family history and my family on my father's side was released from slavery in a court order in Virginia before the Civil War. Whereas on my mother's side of the family, it traces back to slavery in South Carolina. But I can't go beyond that point. 
So I would emphasize the American part of this because America is my heritage. Take me back to how you all inside the Post were beginning to think about whether or not to make a decision on changing it and how you approached that decision making. When it started out, we had to say, well, do we want to do this? And what are the pros and cons of doing it? And as other news organizations were doing it, we were still in discussions. We were trying to figure out what approach should we take? Is there a solution that would satisfy everybody? Obviously, the answer is no. Welcome, everybody. Um, And I appreciate the time that you all uh, are giving to us to have this uh, very important discussion today. Um, So we had a big conference call with our staff and said, let's discuss this. Let's see where we should go on this. Jesse, you're gonna start first or Courtney? I'll start. Uh, Hi, everybody. Um, One thing I ask is for everyone who is... Now, when I did the Zoom call, I was thinking, uh, I was nervous, of course, because this is a newsroom-wide discussion. And I was thinking, gee, if there are 100 people on this, I'm gonna be in so much trouble because I'm just gonna panic. But there were 170 people on the call. And it was a very interesting discussion. There were opinions from people of all racial and cultural backgrounds. First of all, I identify interchangeably as Black or African-American. I say I'm a Black woman in America, but I also, if I'm given the chance to, I also will say I'm Ghanaian-American. I am clearly a white passing Mexican-American. My name's Jose. Um, You know, it was our staff and people had very distinct opinions on what we should do and the reasons why we shouldn't do certain things and the reasons why we should do certain things. I I just, I, I can't kind of shake this feeling that we're going in the wrong direction. I mean, I feel like we should be adding more definition to people, not less. It sometimes feels like, kind of to Sydney's point, like feels like this effort to put us all into a, a monolith. Like blackness in this world is not a monolith. The, the other part of this, though, is that a lot of people in America do identify as black with a capital B, culturally and racially. And I think the conversation that is happening across the industry right now is how do we acknowledge that that is a major identifier for a lot of people in this country? You know, I was on that call, too, and I was just amazed by how thoughtful and nuanced it was. And as you say, the opinions about it did not come down on like easy lines, if that makes sense. Right. That like there were a lot of black people who said, look, I don't feel comfortable with B with a capital B for for really interesting reasons. People brought in a lot of their own personal experiences, their own heritage, their own reporting experiences. And it was just really fascinating. A lot of my sources just in recent months, questioned the post on why we don't capitalize Black. So Mm. I'd like to have some sort, I I always say, you know, this is something that's being discussed. It's nice that we're actually doing this, so we have some way to respond. I just want to throw in one more complication, which comes up for us a lot on the opinion side, which is outside writers who, you know, may feel very strongly. And I know some of my colleagues on our copy desk have been feeling very uncomfortable in the last few weeks, especially when we have a writer who 
identifies herself as a black American with a capital B and we're in the position of knocking it from capital to small. And it is an issue that is not, you know, there's no unilateral acceptance of the a decision nationwide. There are people who just disagree with what the resolution has come to. And there's going to be disagreement continually. But one of the things I felt about the session we held in our discussion was that it, it was really a very well thought through process where people were giving very legitimate reasons for being for or against this position. Like there were some who were saying, no, you shouldn't capitalize because that enhances the idea of division of races. When, when we're talking about people, I would almost still want to err on the side of asking people how they would want to be identified. And that way you avoid this almost some kind of like this colonial taxonomy of like trying to figure out what boxes to classify people as, as if we're some sort of like botanical plant. It seemed perfect sense. It made perfect sense to say, hey, African-Americans, we don't know exactly where we're from, from these nations with borders created by Europeans, but we're from Africa. We know that. African-Americans, origin, place, can capitalize that. But once you capitalize black, you make a case for capitalizing white. There are others who are saying it should be capitalized because it is a sign of respect to a community that has a distinctive culture and a distinctive impact on American society. When the B is capitalized for me as a reader, I feel like that publication sees me and, and understands where, where I come from and how I fit into this story. And, you know, the Brown issue was one, too, because a lot of people feel that Brown is a a sort of a catch-all phrase for Hispanics and people of Indian descent or people from the Philippines, people from Southeast Asia. They're, They're all classified as Brown, but they have no immediate or cultural ties. It's just separate cultures, but it's been sort of categorized in one sort of catch-all phrase. So what happened after we came out of that big staff meeting and where else did you go to get some insights or answers on how people are thinking about this? Well, I actually went into things like the U.S. Census forms and the U.S. Publishing Office to see what their style is on this and the uppercase, the B in black and the W in white. I read editorials by other people of influence or, you know, people who study this matter. And there were arguments to keep the W lowercase and there were some good arguments to make the W uppercase. But, you know, I think there was a consensus that the B in black should be uppercase. There was more, uh, more of a difference of opinion on the W in white. I have a concern that when people, many of them white, you know, are kind of reading capitalized B black, capitalized W white, which kind of gives me the chills. White supremacists use that and they use it to distinguish themselves, you know, as an allegedly, you know, racially superior uh, group.
let's go through what you all actually decided. And first, I just want to ask about this question of brown. You know, when we talk about brown people and the many different types of people that that includes, what did you all decide on whether it is appropriate to capitalize that word? We decided it should be capitalized, but we also decided that it should be limited to like direct quotations. It shouldn't be commonly used as a descriptor because people that are categorized under the Brown community don't necessarily feel that they have anything in common other than the color of their skin. But the reasoning for uppercasing it is because we are uppercasing other racial identities. And then there was the question of black. How did you all decide on that? The decision was to uppercase the B in black. And are there exceptions to when we would capitalize the word black when we're talking about someone's race? Yeah, I I think the exceptions we would use, and this is with white as well, is crime stories, for example. When someone is like arrested for shoplifting, there isn't a cultural aspect to this. This is more of a uh, just a color description of the person. Uh, So we are not going to uppercase it in crime reports where race is not the topic at hand. We are going to avoid using it in, and we've used this uh, for the uppercase W as well, for, you know, groups that are promoting segregation or giving the sense of saying they're superior. So we're going to lowercase those racial identifiers in those instances. But overall, we're going to uppercase it. I also thought that the the crime reporting example was interesting because, you know, this firsthand, I know this from the crime reporting that I've done, is that oftentimes when you're using racial identifiers and stories, those those are racial identifiers that are coming from police who don't necessarily ask a person how they identify. They just like look at a person and make their best guess and put it in a police report and call it a day. Right. But the other side of that, too, is that let's say you have a story and there's a black suspect and a white suspect and you uppercase the B in black. The question then immediately becomes, well, why don't you uppercase the W in white? I think there is a neutrality to the lowercase in crime stories because it's it, it isn't like a racial motivation unless there is a racial aspect to the crime involved. And then you would uppercase in those instances. Well, so I, I want to talk about the the W as well, because you all also decided that the W in white generally, in cases other than these exception situations, that it will be capitalized, which I think between capitalizing black and capitalizing white, that, that capitalizing white was the more um, controversial decision or the, or the more difficult decision to make. Uh, yeah, it, it was. And if you look at what other news organizations have done, they have decided to leave it lowercase. I think their reasoning is that white isn't a cultural identity, which uh, I find, I won't say questionable, but I think the, the reasoning isn't fully fleshed out because if you look at, I'll give an example, and this may be a bad example, but The demonstrations for Black Lives Matter and for the George Floyd shootings, when the police came out for that, they were in riot gear and ready to use stun stun grenades and tear gas. Not a month earlier, maybe two months earlier, you're in Michigan and there were demonstrators against the stay-at-home order and the masks. And they had rifles and they took over a state house 
and they were screaming in the face of police. And you see the pictures of that. And so you ask, why are the police dressed in combat gear for one group? And why are the police just staying idle for the other group? And, you know, the reasoning comes down to race, I believe. And I think if you look at the the photographs and the, the coverage of at the time, there is a racial distinction there and there are reactions based on race. That, that basically that capitalizing the white in describing situations like that, that it makes it clear that there is a cultural force at play in the way that white people interact with the world that is different than how everyone else is able to interact with the world. Yeah, I, I agree with that, that, that there is that awareness that you can't say there's a neutrality. And if you lowercase the white, you emphasize the idea that this is neutral. This is not something that is a thing that is a factor in decision making by authority figures. And the other reasoning, of course, that we put in our explanation is that if you look in American history, there are groups that came from Europe and Eastern Europe, white individuals. When they first came to the country, they faced discrimination. But at a certain point, they became white. I think that's the way to describe it. They were encompassed within the white community. So when things are happening, it's, again, you're not looking at the ancestral homes of people. Uh, You're looking at color. And color is a significant factor in what is happening. So that factored into the reasoning. I think the concern that a lot of people have with capitalizing the word white is that to them, it feels like the optics of white nationalism or that people are worried that this is giving white nationalists and and racists um, kind of throwing them a bone of like, oh, yes, now you get the respect of having a capital W in how you describe yourself. What would you say to those concerns? Well, that's one of the reasons we put in our style guidance, white supremacy, white supremacists, these are going to remain lowercase because these are philosophies or groups that are for suppression or for the idea that there is a separatist concept to what they believe. And there were strong feelings in the discussions we've had with many people that that would be sort of a giving a bone to them. But I don't think that's the case. I think we are highlighting that this isn't about showing someone that someone is better than someone else. It's about showing that you have to treat different racial groups equally. And um, hopefully that comes across. And I'm aware that, you know, I've looked at the responses to the decision and there are people who are using the arguments that you use there. But there's almost an, an, in my opinion, an unfairness to using the lowercase w as a neutral position uh, because it's, it's not neutral. Yeah, this idea of the neutrality of being white and 
trying to think constructively about pointing out the ways that being white is not neutral. I feel like that's such an important idea. I mean, one of our colleagues, Karen Atia, she was, you know, on that big Zoom call that we had, she was describing it like thinking about the food in the grocery store and the way that quote unquote ethnic food is sort of like segregated in the middle and it's 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 labeled ethnic food and that's like Mexican food, that's, it's, you know, Middle Eastern food, like it's all ethnic. And then everything else, like Italian food or, you know, that's all just like the normal food mm-hmm. in the rest of the grocery store. Right. And I felt like that was a really useful way of thinking about it. I also think there's a certain denialism to the the idea that race isn't an issue. Writers have uh, said, maybe you just uppercase white because then it's recognized or whites recognize it as a racial category and they will have to deal with the consequences of being categorized by race. So where do we go from here? Like now that you all have decided we're capitalizing the being black and the W and white, like it's the end of the debate, end of the discussion. And then for the rest of time, we'll never have to have this question again about how we describe people's races. Oh, no, that's never going to be the end of discussion, because as I've said, I've seen these discussions and these arguments throughout my lifetime. This is not going to end. You know, things could be modified in a, a year or two. This is not a permanent decision. I'm not saying that I want to go through the process of redoing all this, but I am saying that you do have to see where society goes and how people respond or what people do in the future and whether there would be a call for making adjustments in decisions like this. And there are not only questions that are related to race, there's uh, gender identity. That's another topic of, of discussion. And how do people within those categories identify? And diversity is beyond just color. It's about, you know, background. It's about socioeconomic status. It's about age. So these are things that we have to, I think, as journalists, keep in mind as we're doing our reporting. African-American, when I was growing up, wasn't on the radar. And then it just happened. The newspaper style changes continually. And I'm sure in NABJ, which has thousands of members, that that discussion is probably going to go on as well. Jesse Lewis is the head of multi-platform editing at The Post. We also wanted to share some of the research and writing that informed the Post decision on this question of capitalization, as well as my conversation with Jesse. Essays from important thought leaders like sociologist Eve Ewing, historian Nell Irvin Painter, and philosopher Kwame Anthony Appiah. You can find a link to those essays in our show notes and at postreports.com. That's it for Post Reports. Thanks for listening. Our executive producer is Madalika Sika. Our senior producer is Maggie Penman. Our producers are Alexis Diao, Rena Flores, Lena Mohammed, Jordan Marie Smith, Renny Svernovsky, and Ted Muldoon, who also composed our theme music. The Post Director of Audio is Jess Stahl. I'm Martine Powers. We'll be back on Monday with more stories from The Washington Post. Thank you.